Yo, 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 my name is, um, Joe Jovi, and I'm here to, um... Are I'm you gonna, recording? Um, oh, yeah, I thought you wanted me to start, so here I am starting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the X-Dean and Jovi podcast. Yes, today we have a special game... G- game? <laughs> hey, sh- you, you can talk! <laughs> we have a special... <laughs> we have a special guest named Linda Dang Ho. You're doing great. Um, episode 23, she is on this episode to talk about... Her childhood growing up, got some issues in general. She gonna she talked about how she vanilla and then she gonna add some sprinkles on her vanilla ice cream, you know, so like like let's 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 like cue the music or something, you know? Good job, you did pretty good. Um, but yeah, we're hoping that what we touch on this episode is is um will help other people who may be going through similar um issues. And just like, to, like talking about it out loud. Them, yeah. Helps. Um but yeah, we have a special guest, like Christine was saying, her name is Linda. Linda Dang Ho. Tell Linda us. Dang Ho. You can talk now. Like we oh, want to talk so, now. So who is Linda? Like I am Linda. You are Linda? Yes. What what do you represent? You know, like, who are you? Like, Yeah, so give us a brief overview. Yeah, like, what's your Of who is Linda? I really feel like I'm at an interview right now. Yeah, you are. And it's like that question where it's like, tell us about yourself. Yeah. And then no one ever knows what to say. (laughs) True. Yeah, some of your life in a nutshell. Yeah. Um... Oh man. Um, okay, so hi, my name is Linda. <laughs> hi, Linda. Linda. Uh, I guess this episode is gonna be talking a lot about like my childhood and how um, growing up and whatnot and how it affects my life currently, um, and how it just kind of shaped me into who I am today, which is a very boring person to be honest. <laughs> and we call that oh. vanilla. She calls herself a vanilla person. I call myself a vanilla person. Can you person. explain to us what a vanilla person is? Because Jovi thought it was something else. Can I use that term? Wait, was that your whole run, your bio of who you are? Uh, I don't know. That was her bio. Of who she was. <laughs> that was my bio. <laughs> okay, let me interview you then. Okay. okay. Oh, man. So, where are you from, Linda? I'm from Houston, Texas, born and raised. <laughs> awesome. So, what do you do? <laughs> Um, I just recently started a new job. Super boring. It's a tax consulting firm. Um, uh-huh. I do nothing with tax I consulting see. though. Like, Wait, don't ask you, me advice. <laughs> you don't actually touch the uh, documents or any of that stuff. So like, I do. I touched all the documents, but I don't know what I'm doing. With <laughs> <laughs> do not say the name of that. <laughs> the agency. We don't want to drag them. Yeah. No, my my role there doesn't have to do anything with like. Yeah. Tax consulting, I'm more of, like, analyzing the data they give us and oh. see if they qualify for, like, whatever credit they get. Super juicy, boring, juicy. but really fun. <laughs> what do you do for fun? What do I do for – man, I don't do anything for fun. Um, I love to cook. That's okay. the one big thing. Uh, Christine and I and, like, my friends always talk about, like, starting, like, a um, a meal prep business. That'd be interesting. I just haven't gotten around to it. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. Kind of like Snap Kitchen? Kinda. Yeah, but better because Snap Kitchen sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, experiences. <laughs> no, just haven't taken taken off yet. I haven't yeah. really figured it out. Haven't put, you know. You're still trying to find who you are. Yeah, I haven't put, self, you know, um, the money where it's supposed to go. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's, that was looking for that's that third one. <laughs> 
Okay, cool. What do you, um, do you have any pets, siblings? I don't. Christine keeps on telling me to get a pet. Like, yeah, I want her, I want everyone to get a dog. She'll send me, like, pictures of dogs. And I'm just like, oh my god, I want one. But I just haven't brought myself to, like, take care of another being yet. I want to get a dog. <laughs> it's true, everyone should get a dog. <laughs> nice, to, nice to meet you, Linda. <laughs> Alright, so, you're vanilla. Yeah, explain yeah. to us what vanilla is and why do you think you're a vanilla person? Okay, so when I said the term vanilla, Jovi thought that I meant that I was whitewashed. I'm Asian, by the way. But he thought I was whitewashed. <laughs> and I was like, no, that's not what vanilla means. At least not that's Twinkie. Me. Twinkie's when you're yelling yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I Twinkie. got confused. Yeah. Dude, I never thought about that. Really? Oh my God. That's what Oreos are, too. And I knew about an Oreo, but I was like, oh my God, Oh, gosh. <laughs> I like the deep-fried Twinkie, the little crusty also. Oh, yeah. I, I think I have one, too. I'm, a, I'm probably like You're a burnt. burnt. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, I'm a burnt Twinkie. <laughs> vanilla is like someone who... Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. So, a vanilla is someone who pretty much lives, I would say, a very boring life. Like, you know, when you have a vanilla breakfast, it's like toast and like boiled eggs or something yeah, and very coffee. basic basic i'm um, that yeah. basic yeah she's, she's a homemade vanilla from bluebell ice cream so is this something that you call yourself or do your friends call you this uh i call myself this yeah. i don't know my I, friends have, I have never called apparently i haven't been calling her this <laughs> i haven't called anyone a vanilla person <laughs> no i i used to turn vanilla yeah. person and um okay apparently i have a very colorful background but i don't I just, I view myself as a very vanilla person. I don't do crazy things. I don't, you know. You live a normal life. Yeah, very normal. Like, crazy? I am secretly crazy. I am very secretly crazy. Like, people who have normal lives are not normal. Or yeah. like, people who say they're very normal are very crazy. And weird. Yeah. That's what I want to achieve. I want to achieve that <laughs> vanilla lifestyle. You know what I mean? Uh, but, like, on the inside, I'm kind of feisty. Oh. <laughs> Let's watch out for her because... Bless you. Whatever just needs. You know? Dun, dun, dun. So, growing up as a kid, mm -hmm. describe how you were vanilla. Okay, so, honestly, I view myself as vanilla is just because how I was, you know, the... Uh, not how I was raised. I don't know what the right term is, but um, my childhood experiences that brought me to like where I am today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I grew up in a abusive environment. Mm -hmm. um, oh, this is where we get deep. Okay. <laughs> We're switching from vanilla to I know to where how <coughs> is vanilla. Is, okay. is this where we do the jump? We're yeah. just gonna go for it. Yeah, just yeah go this for is it. a segue. Just get it. Just get it. Right, we don't really have yeah, structure. Yeah, yeah. We just like jump into it sometimes, and we're like, "Hey, transition right now happening." Um, but yeah. Okay. So okay. I guess I gotta go all the way back to the beginning where yes. I haven't even been born yet. But uh, uh -huh. okay. Let's so uh, my parents are Vietnamese. Um, mm -hmm. My mom and my dad got married in Vietnam. Um, really cute story there. But what are your parents' names? Uh, one is Lan, and the other one is Vin. Vin is your dad, Lan yeah. is your mom. Yes, Lan is my mom and Vin is my dad. And so um, so they met and they got married and then the whole war in Vietnam happened, right? Mm -hmm. And so my, my dad's side of the family, my grandfather was a very high-ranking official in the military there, mm -hmm. even before the war. So when that happened, they went to war and, uh, you know, all of my dad and her siblings went to his, her, his siblings... <laughs> Ooh, okay, <laughs> nervous. <laughs> You're fine. 
And so they went, and um, I guess uh, my dad was also a, I don't know if it's the right term, they say, that, they say it in Vietnamese, but in English I consider it as a prisoner of war. So he was in a prisoner of war camp for like eight years, and then he came back. And uh, refugee? Not a refugee, because prisoner. he was a he was a ranking official oh, okay. too. So <clears throat> when you know the communists won or whatever, they they um, captured a lot of like high ranking officials and then kept them in this camp and then try to like uh, the only word that comes to mind is rebrand them or like kind of like I wouldn't say brainwash because that's yeah. But you know what I mean, like trying to teach them the communist way, but it was very bad living conditions for them. Mm-hmm. So when my dad came back, he was very much different, according mm-hmm. to my mom, you know. like um, At this point, I would consider him to have PTSD, like he did suffer a lot of like, you know, anxiety and whatnot. What do you mean came back from The war slash camp. And you were living... In... I wasn't even born yet. This okay, is just so this is before me. Yeah. Still, we're still in Vietnam, right? We're still in Vietnam. Okay. And so, like, she said that he came back very different. This is when my brother and my sister were already born. My brother's 14 years older than me, and my sister's 8 years older than me. I'm, like, super baby. I'm the accident, honestly. What's um, your brother and sister's name? Uh, Steven and Tammy. Steven and Tammy. Shout out. <laughs> Anyways, um... So, uh, he came back in. He was just different. My mom said that just everything about it was just different. And then that's when they got the opportunity to move to America, which they did. Um, and that was when my dad, uh, he got a job as a fisherman here in America. Mm-hmm. And then um, slowly he started meeting people who had like drug addiction, addictions and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and so he partook in that and he became a drug addict. And um, he was an alcoholic. And then slowly branch his way into like gambling and you know the big yeah. the big three. Yeah. So um and from when we moved to America, that's when I was born. Um the whole the whole point of me being born was my dad's like I want another child. If you give me another child, <clears throat> then I'll change. And my mm-hmm. mom was like okay, and that's where I came along. But that didn't where, happen. Where were where were they living? So my my family has settled in Houston. Like oh, so we moved always... like straight to Houston, and we've stayed here ever since. What was the reasoning that they chose Houston? Um, we had aunts and uncles on my dad's side of family that moved to America first, and they already settled in Houston, so it was a good segue for us to move here. Okay. But interesting so fact, like, like every like Vietnamese person pretty much has family in California. I don't. Did a lot of people I know that are from California? Yeah, I, I mean, even I my family is from San that's Diego. That's like where a lot of people start. Mm-hmm. People move to California. Uh-huh. When they immigrate over here, mm-hmm. basically, or New York or something, but yeah, I don't have family in in California, so interesting. I have family in California, but pretty I much think anyone does. Yeah, yeah. And so, so, so we just moved straight here, and mm-hmm. then um, you know, my dad's yeah. drug addiction and whatnot got really yeah. worse, and then I was born, and then um, my mom and my dad separated, but for some reason, not some reason, but she always come end up getting back together with him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, my dad became increasingly abusive mm-hmm. and whatnot, uh, especially towards her and, like, towards us. I'm a little bit older. There's, like, things that I do remember yeah. and things that, like, I choose not to remember. Dude, my childhood's so spotty. It's really funny. Um, Seth, my boyfriend, uh-huh. says <laughs> that I have, like, memory issues about childhood because uh-huh. um, – sorry, sidetrack. But, like, in high school, I had a whole year that I, like, went to – like, I had the same class with Seth, and I couldn't remember him. <laughs> like, I just, like, erased him from my memory. He's like, dude, I talked to you. We had projects together. I'm like, no, I don't remember oh, you yeah. at all. 
Dang. Yeah. He ghosted him. So, no, but that that's another thing is that, with, you know, when you're experiencing, like, childhood trauma and whatnot, you tend to block out a lot of other things in your life. And mm-hmm. so you try not to remember it. And then it, it also affects your memory growing up, too. Not a psychologist. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so he was always abusive. And my mom would separate from him. And my brother, who's the oldest, you know, he's pretty mature right now. He uh, he dropped out of school and had to go to work because we were very poor. Like, mm-hmm. we were poor, like, uh, homeless at one point and, and, you know, whatnot. But every time my dad comes back into the picture, all he did was demand for money and was very abusive towards my mother, like, physically, emotionally, you know, all the above, and always was very physically abusive towards us. Um, so, um, as a, so, as a kid, okay, mm-hmm. when was it that you started to, like, understand or notice that your dad was this way? Because, you know, as a kid, you don't think about those things, or, like... Oh, man. When did I start? I would say my earliest memory was when I was, like, four, And my dad, uh, my sister had a field trip. My mom, you know, my mom works like three jobs at the time. We were, again, didn't have enough money Uh and whatnot. And so she had saved up enough money to send my sister on a field trip to the museum, basically. And so that's when my dad had come home and we had moved houses. We kept moving houses to like avoid, you know, him coming to find us. But somehow he always ends up coming to find us. And, um... My mom wasn't home at the time, but my sister was, and so he was banging on the door, and my sister got scared. My brother wasn't home at the time either, and my sister, again, if I'm like four, she's eight years older than me. She's 12? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to agree, because I don't feel like doing the math. I, I can't do math. I'm going to say that she's 12, 12 or 13, okay. something like that. Yeah. And she told me, like, yo, oh, my gosh, go hide in the closet. And I didn't understand why I had to hide in the closet. I mm-hmm. thought that was just my dad coming home to visit. And then she's like, no, go hide in the closet right now. And then I was like, okay. So I sat in the closet. I was, like, confused but also scared at the same time because I hear, like, loud noises banging, like, the door banging really hard. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is going on? And then, you know, my sister, I just hear my sister yelling, like, go away, go away, you know. We don't have anything. Like, don't bother mm-hmm. us. And then the next thing I hear is, like, the window breaking. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, oh, no, you know. Yeah. Gosh. Like, I'm, like, four or five or something like that. Just like, oh, my gosh. Um, at that time, you know, when you're at that age, you can sense danger. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my mom always said that, you know, call the police whenever you can. Yeah. And so, like, um, scared for my sister because she's out there alone. Mm-hmm. I run out, and then I just see, like, my dad, like, hitting her. And whatnot, and then my dad sees me, and then he's like, where's the money? Where's the money? Uh-huh. And then I, at that time, I don't know what that means. And yeah. so, yeah. like, I just remember the only thing that we had was, like, the, the cash that my mom had left to my sister for a field trip the next day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, oh, sorry. <sighs> You're fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry. It's, it's like, bring it up. Anyways. Yeah. Um, and so that's the first thing I grabbed, and I handed it to him, and I was like, why are you, why are you like, hurting her? Don't hurt her. Uh-huh. And then my sister was like, Linda, go away, run. Yeah. I just hit the the guitar. (laughs) She was like, run, go away, go Uh run. And so, like, I was like, you know, I I just kind of ran out the door and I was crying. And then, you know, um, that was when one of my neighbors caught me, like our next door neighbor. Shout out to to Sandra. Love you. (laughs) 
But uh, she saw and she called the police and whatnot. That's when they came, and then that's when that, that I think that was the moment when I saw like the lights, like personally witnessed. And because usually when things like that happen, I was always told to go to the closet or go hide because mm-hmm. I'd never seen it happen. Yeah. And this is the first time I ever witnessed it happening. And then I was like, oh, my dad is a bad man. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's no <clears throat> good. It's hard for you to internalize as well because, like, mm-hmm. you probably didn't want to believe it. No, like, I just, like, every time, like, something, like, bad like that happens, I was always hiding or something, but this time... But did you also have good memories with him? Mm. Like, was he there or was he distant? You know, good memories, I mm-hmm. don't, but... He was just kind of, like, there, but... Yes, really. but then I always, like, growing up, you know, there people would retell good memories to me, but I've never, <clears throat> I don't remember those good memories myself, you know what yeah. I mean? Again, like, I have a very spotty, like, childhood memory, like... Yeah. Some things are very clear, and then some things, like, I just don't remember mm-hmm. at all. Is it, like, because you're trying to, like, not think about it? Like, you're, like, hide, like mm-hmm. yeah, throwing it underneath the yeah, sheets. Yeah, it's just, just like, say, suppressing it. Suppressing yeah, it. yeah, like, definitely. Like, yeah. So, like, that's one of the things my mom was like, just move on from it, you know, mm-hmm. just forget about it. Yeah. And that's what she always told me, just, mm-hmm. like, it only makes you stronger. Just, like, you know, pick yourself up and yeah. keep walking, yeah. you know, keep going. And so that's that's what I always did is that I just always suppressed it. I'm like, all right, uh-huh. what's the next thing I can do? What's the next? Uh-huh. And so like that that was my like pretty much one of my very first memories realizing that this wasn't a healthy thing uh-huh. in my life. Um, so they call the cops, mm-hmm. and what happened? Like he he got arrested. Um, my mom had to come home early from work. Uh, my brother at the time was already off at sea. He he became a fisherman too. Um, that's the family business. Not family business, but that is the quickest way you can make cash money. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they don't get paid. I don't know if I should be sharing. Where this, do you but... become a fisherman mm-hmm. in? Um, Port you just Galveston, Galveston Freeport, like all those like yeah. shipping docks. Like so you, you see all the big shrimping boats. That's it. Okay, so you work for one of these people who have a shrimp boat, and you go mm-hmm. help catch, like do all the grunt work, and yeah. you bring it back. To you them. go like maybe two weeks, three months, a year. And you'll be out at sea, you know, catching fish, for that shrimp. Long? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, you're out for how long? You can go up to, like, a year or, t- year or something. And, like, the longer you're out there, the more you, you get like, paid. You, like, go out, come back home, right? It's like a, mm-hmm. like a eight to five? No, it will no, go, you, like, like live in. so, oh, like, I went oh my with my God. brother for, like, a month, I think. Because oh, we didn't have we didn't have a babysitter, mm-hmm. you know, and it was summer, and so he's like, "You're just gonna come with me," and I'm like, <laughs> so "All you, right." You live on the boat. yeah, you live on the boat. There's like sleeping yeah. quarters and whatnot. You just pee on the there's a restroom. <laughs> there's a toilet. There, I think I'm sh- this. I was young. Well, oh. I think there's a septic tank, but um, <laughs> most likely it just goes straight out to the ocean. For a whole month, you're out on this. You're not, like, you don't touch land at all. No, you don't touch land at you all. You get stock up on food and, mm-hmm. oh my god. Yeah, what do you eat? That lifestyle. Canned food? Eat fresh fish, dude. Oh, really? Come That's on. true, but you have to cook it, right? Yeah, there's a little kitchen, like a kitchenette, kind of, you get to cook. What do you shower? Is there a shower? You know, I don't remember. <laughs> <what I'm laughs> you suppress that, too? <laughs> oh. I just remember, I mean, okay, the only real, real memory, uh-huh. two real memories, but, like, the... The hard hitting one was I remember seeing my brother crying, uh-huh. like in the middle of the night, uh-huh. outside. I just I just remember him in the moonlight, just crying. And then how old is he? Uh, at this point, I'm probably like six or seven. I don't know. Okay. So that plus fourteen. All right, this is like uh. So like, 20. would you say you're close <laughs> to him? Yeah. No, 
that. I'm closer to my sister than I am to my brother. They, we, look, they look like twins. But you have a good, healthy relationship with both of them. Yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's you have your weird. fights. It's been kind of weird, like, the past, like, two years. But I would say I still have a close relationship okay. and whatnot. I mean, I still, I love my siblings. Like, that's the one thing that my, my mom taught me. Like, you don't have anyone else but your siblings. Like, always have their back. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would, like, jump through a fire for them. Yeah. But, um... So he was out in sea. And so he was out at sea. Um, it's just me and my sister. Wait, where are we? I, we're, we like I'll talk about what happens once he's arrested. Oh, so. he's arrested. My mom <laughs> comes home. And then, you know, my sister's obviously, like, bruised up and whatnot. And, like, and so she, I think she couldn't go on her trip like that. Trip like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But, yeah. And but so. Do, do your mom go? She never presses charges. This is the one thing that really still upsets me to this day. So she's never pressed charges on him. Even though she should. Mm-hmm. But So how long like from like I guess timeline, how mm-hmm. long have you been dealing with back and forth? Um, before I was born, so right, the moment that we moved to America, which I think we got to America about like a year or two before I was born, so mm-hmm. up till I was like fifteen, basically. Oh, like, okay, so it's it's a long time. He's been doing it for a long time, and she's never pressed charges, even though she should. But yeah. <laughs> okay, so why do you? I don't know. Like, what do you think is the reason that your mom? Honestly, she's a very kind woman. She's oh, she's feisty. Believe me, she's <laughs> she's feisty for like a five foot woman. You know. But at the same time, when it comes to, like, things as a relationship mm-hmm. and whatnot, she's always very soft-hearted, you know, like, she feels that she still owes him a lot, you mm-hmm. know, and she doesn't blame him for the stuff that happens, the stuff that happens because... Like out of condition of him living in she, the She knows, you know, she yeah. knows, and that's the one thing that she always tried to explain to us is that, like, she's like, don't be hurt by it, you know, it's not who he is. But it's just what made him this way, you know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I can tell that there's still very much love that mm-hmm. she does have for him and whatnot. But at the same time, I'm just all like, if someone, if you're in a toxic relationship like that, why are you still in it? Why do you keep going back to it? But that wasn't something until I learned now that I'm older and I'm witnessing. I was an EMT before this. Mm-hmm. And, like, seeing a lot of, like, different women go through the same things that I realized that it's not as easy to step away from something like that yeah. as yeah. you think. And it's very hard because, like, the person that she fell in love with was, was who he was. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's probably hoping that he eventually will come back. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. back yeah. That and person. then she's so always... Have, like, go ahead. Uh, she's always been a very forgiving person, mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, she... Yeah, she'll be mad, but she'll forgive. Like, she was like, I understand, you know, like, everybody has a rough patch in their life. Everybody goes through things, and that it shouldn't be our <clears throat> right to judge them who they yeah. are. And so, like, that's why she's never pressed charges. But to me, you know, I'm very different. I'm like, man, press charges. Like, <laughs> put them away. Like, let them learn his lesson. But right. And, like, for me, like, it's confusing because it's like, divorce rates are so high now, but it's like, it's also very hard for, like, anybody to, like, walk away from a relationship regardless you know, of its toxicity. So from my experience as a third person, witnessing things firsthand mm-hmm. and witnessing things through, like, in the medical field mm-hmm. is that, like, a lot of women feel like 
that's all that there is for them. You know, yeah. like they haven't experienced anything different from it. So that's why they're like, this is what this is how life is. Mm-hmm. This is how life will always be, you know. So, so like, it's also like an internalization, but also yeah, could it also be because of like their significant other puts them down that way where they feel that way? Where they yeah, kind of feel definitely. worthless, you know. Yeah, you feel worthless and you feel like you yeah. don't deserve anybody else but this. Yeah. And so and they've been conditioned that way. It's n- some yeah. people say Stockholm syndrome, but I think Stockholm syndrome is when you're sympathizing with your captors. Uh-huh. This is not sympathization. This is more of like she's been conditioned to think that she doesn't deserve anybody yeah. else. And she's Unless never they, felt anybody else. She's foreign to this country, so like, where would she go? How mm-hmm. would she even start Definitely. a new life? And mm-hmm. like, how do you stay away? Like, it's hard when so, you're so like, used to like. The thing is that my mom did separate from my dad. They did divorce, but like, they've never been together on a, a loving couple term. But she's always like helped him out and like accepted him. You know? Okay, so they don't cohabitate. They don't, we, they've never cohabitated. Actually, maybe there was, like, once or twice where she did maybe, like, forgive him, like, thinking that mm-hmm. it'll be different, but then ends up saying the same thing, so she's like, no, you gotta go, but yeah. whenever he comes back, like, she still allows, like... He just somehow comes back in the picture every time they, like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a soft spot, for sure. Definitely yeah. a stop spot. Sp- uh, blah, 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 a soft blah, spot. Blah, blah. <laughs> so when they, like, when did she officially say, okay, I'm separating? When my brother came into the picture. When he my brother was older, and he was like, no, this is it. You you will not let this man, like, walk all over you again. And so, like, big props to, like, bro, you know, like, he really stepped up. And I do feel bad because, like, you know, he dropped out of school and whatnot, and he had scholarships that would send him off to college. But, mm-hmm. you know, family to him comes first. Yeah. So, like, he put his life on hold. And so, um, yeah, that's when he came into the picture. He's like, no, this is it. So um, you can't keep doing this. Keep the house and kick your dad out, or they keep that, they, like, found a new place? Um, no, we kept the house and kicked my dad out. Well, my dad never lived with us. You know what I mean? Like, he'll, like, come in and out. It's such so a weird. Um, with my grandparents. Oh, uh, uh, okay, so you have other family. With my grandparents. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, they're going to love their kid unconditionally, right? Yeah, they do love their kid. Like, they wish that he would be better. You know, mm-hmm. like, my, I would say that I'm my grandparents' favorite, honestly. <laughs> uh-huh. <Yeah. laughs> but in, in what some ways, like, I mean, that your family or your mom tried to, like, help with his condition or, like, PTSD? Like, did you find medical help? Or You know, like, I feel like in the Asian culture, it's such a bad stigma to, like, is that the right word? Stigma. Yeah. Stigma. 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 <laughs> Stigma to like reach out to like medical help, or they don't understand. They don't realize yeah. that that's something that is a mental condition or mm-hmm. a you know something that had to be medically that's treated. That's not something that's yeah. like normal. That, you know, it's like you're not. Touching it's a taboo. The mainland. Yeah. You know, it's a taboo. Oh, also, yeah. yeah. So like a like, lot of Asian people don't. Like, yeah, do I would say so. That. Say so too. Like for our family, like they don't know what like try to understand like for the conditions you may have like ADHD. They like make fun of my. Um, Sister for like diagnosing her kid yeah. with ADHD. And mm-hmm. like, that's a white people problem. Like, they're like mm-hmm. it's they not don't real. Don't You're giving him yeah. medicine, but it's like it could be a serious condition if yeah. they don't treat. So I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she was just like didn't want that. Well, it's just reputation. Was, like, down, yeah, down upon I don't know that she didn't want that. Though. She just didn't know that that was an option. Oh. Like there was. A uh, okay. Yeah, you know, like a again, my parents, that. their highest education is like maybe half of high school. You know, my mom only recently is starting to take 
English class. It was super cute. Oh, but. yeah. There's a huge language barrier. Yeah. And so, like, you know, she's in a foreign country. She doesn't have any family here. Like, keep in mind, like, the only family she has is my dad's side of the family, which isn't really her family. Mm-hmm. So she's here all by herself, and she's trying to make it work for her kids. The only support whatnot. she has is dad's family. Yeah, the only support we have is our family, our initial family, you know, minus dad, but, you know. Does your dad, like, your grandma and grandpa, like, Yes. So I lived with my grandparents up till I think I was about like three or four because at that time that was when my mom had to take on a lot of jobs just to get by. Like, honestly, I don't know how she survived on eight dollars an hour, like with all three of us. Oh, wow. Wow. I barely survived. Oh, my. Yeah. Did she have a car then? Yeah. And rent? Yeah. She paid rent. She had cars. She had bills. I'm like, Lady, how'd you do it? But government? She has to do what she can. Well, yeah, she had government, like, housing help. Yeah, okay. But, like, still, that's still, I I saw the rent. It was, like, $400 a month. But still, on $8 an hour, you're feeding three mouths. Yeah. So it made made a lot of sense that my brother had dropped out of, like, school to to help. Yeah. And my family quit cash. Pretty Mm -hmm. young. Yo, yeah, I definitely had to mature really fast. Like, there was things that I wanted and things that I wish that I had had when I was younger that I, but I knew that in our circumstances that we wouldn't be able to have it, mm-hmm. you know, um, like field trips and, you know, little toys yeah. here and there, like Christmas. Oh my God. You know, like I believed in Santa and uh, I always thought that I was a really bad kid. That's why I never got any <laughs> presents. And, oh, then oh, then was like, <laughs> and then it wasn't until later I was like, all right, Santa ain't real. Uh, you know, would you say that kind of explains to our, the beginning you were saying your vanilla is that you didn't have those opportunities or you didn't have like in order to experience or try new things and that's why you are the way you are vanilla i love experiencing new things now mm-hmm. but necessarily like okay my dad's a gambler he's an alcoholic he's a drug addict when i got to college you know those are like some of the big things that we want to try started experimenting and well, I didn't, but because mm-hmm. because like it scares me because like I feel like an addiction is something like uh, hereditary, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it gets yeah. passed on. Like some so, of them does, right? Yeah, some yeah, some some, some some it does. Like I know that if I I I feel like when I gamble, not gamble, but if I'm playing card uh-huh. games or whatnot, like I feel the addiction coming on. I feel yeah. like oh, I love this so much, and so <laughs> then I. I realized that, no, I don't ever want to be like my father, you know? So that's why I didn't drink. I didn't do drugs. And, you know, backtracking, some of those things were forced on me when I was younger, too. Mm -hmm. Like, Asian people love to feed kids alcohol. I don't know why. (laughs) It's just, I guess, a funny reaction. Do you guys have that same experience? Um, They're like, oh, take a sip of this. I see in our culture that my mom definitely is against it. Like anytime, I I still like I'm almost thirty. She still gets on to me for drinking, yeah. or doing anything bad. But um, my sister in law, also like her dad, drinks a lot and gets kind of crazy when he drinks. And so mm-hmm. when she moved up here, you know, she always saw us like because you know we mm-hmm. drink socially and for fun. Yeah. And she always like saw it as like a negative thing, and I'm like, that's what it I does. See. Yeah, it doesn't have to be negative. It's how you you know mm-hmm. drink responsibly, drink socially, don't drink alone, and don't drink it to solve your problems. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And that's something that I'm learning as I'm growing right now. But at first, I'm just like, ooh, if I start drinking, I'm going to be like that. You know, I already know that I'm, I have a temper. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have a short temper, I I would say, but, like, I do have a, like, strong temper. Mm -hmm. 
Which... Just don't drink tequila. And stay away from dark liquor. <laughs> Stupid. Fireball. People, people always say tequila. Ugh, fireball. I can't do it. <laughs> people always say tequila is like, always makes them crazy or gets them pregnant or something. But I can't, I I can't love drink tequila. tequila. I can't drink oh. tequila. Hey, Danny, go get us a bottle of fireball. <laughs> oh, you want to drink fireball? I thought no, you were like, you don't kidding. like fireball. I will try and you're drink it even, for you guys. You're not even a real joke. I will yeah. drink it with you guys for you guys. Oh, oh. thanks. Um, but yeah, okay, sorry. So, so, like, that's also one of the reasons why I consider my myself vanilla is that I don't like that stuff. You know, yeah. like, I, okay, we can go out, but I'm not the type of person to go out every single night. Right. You know, like, especially going to YouTube, I felt like everybody partied, like, all the time. Yeah. And I didn't do any of that, you know. Well, you I went just, to Austin as well? Yes, yeah. I went to Austin. Hook them. Yeah. Hook em, baby. Oh my yeah, gosh. <laughs> hook em, bleeding orange, burnt orange, whatever. Yeah. But So I never did any of that stuff. Like, I don't. And then, you know, and that's where you end up trying a lot of drugs, right? Sorry. Um, you might have to cut this out. I might have to burp again. <laughs> no, you're fine. So. Um, Damn, the burps are so nasty. But no, doesn't necessarily mean, like, it doesn't but, necessarily mean, like, it's, a, it's not a bad thing. No, it's yeah. not it a bad thing. It just has a negative connotation. I yeah. want, like. I want to be in the middle. I want a normal life. I want to have, uh, you know, be in a family. I want to be married to someone, mm-hmm. especially. This is why I'm with Seth, because he's very vanilla to me. <laughs> but, he you know, like, vanilla healthy, happy I want to be in a happy, healthy relationship. I yeah. want to have kids. I want to provide them everything that I didn't have, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. And so, like, that's, that's, like, the biggest driving point why I'm vanilla. Like, I don't. Yeah. I, my priorities are different from everyone else's, you know, like, a lot of people, like, they're going into their own lives right now, and they're like, oh, I want to experiment new things, I want to try new things, like, they haven't really discovered what they wanted, but I knew from an early age what I want, you know? Yeah, because you didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, so, you saying that you have daddy issues, and you're saying that, like, Seth Gives you all the necessities of a dad. Did but she then, say that? but then, but then, it's also like usually, usually, if someone has daddy issues, they're kind of like dressed more like Brianna. Uh, you know, like whenever, so. when, like in the movies, you know, whenever like there's like daddy issues, it's like okay, you're dressing more revealing, and you're trying to find like an older guy, you know. So like, true. I do. You know, honestly, I always thought that I was gonna date an older guy, uh-huh. someone who's more mature. Yeah. But then end up. Seth is I a little got, kid, dude. Wait, are you got, Seth younger or older than you? Seth is like a couple months younger. Yeah. Than okay. Not so Some people say that like women are attracted to older men who are like have uh, that are kind of similar to their father. Oh yeah, I heard that too. No, I but wanted in this case, someone. Seth is not. I wanted someone. <laughs> opposite from uh-huh. my father yeah. and seth is super religious mm-hmm. you know like he's like definition of like preacher's son uh-huh and uh, and so <laughs> like i just wanted something that is stable i mm-hmm. that's what I'll, all because like throughout my childhood i never had stability we were always moving yeah well, not always moving but we moved a lot you mm-hmm. know and then come like parent day you know mm-hmm. like None of my parents were ever, like, at any of my events, you know. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. always alone. Yeah. And children are terrible at that because they make fun of you for mm-hmm. it. And, you know, they're like, oh, where's your mom? Where's your dad? Yeah. Why can't they come? Do they not love you? Mm-hmm. you and as a kid, yeah. yeah, I'm like, dang, so maybe they don't really love me, yeah. you know. But they're so blunt. They are. Like, kids, they're innocent, but they're, like, super, like, a-holes. Potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, kids. And so, like, and then... So, 
where are we going with this? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to address like your daddy issues. So I do have daddy daddy issues, you know. And then like, I have a hard time like. It, Seth and I have been in a relationship for like eight years, going on nine. Crazy. You know, crazy, right? Where did you guys meet? High school. Okay. No, middle school. Middle school? Yeah. We met middle school. Middle so school. when you I met Seth, Seth friend zoned Linda. <sighs> he did. <laughs> I think I remember you telling me that though. Have at I? one point. When we went out. Oh, probably. Yeah, day. no, I was friend zoned when I was younger, but I mean, like. The moment I knew him and how vanilla he was, I was like, it has to be him. I'm going to have to trap that. <laughs> yeah. So, did he know about, like, I mean, at what point did you start telling him about your family history? Uh, Seth and I were, like, pretty much best friends before we even started, started dating, dating, you okay, know? So and so, like, he, he knew, like, he, he knew to a certain extent, and he had to deal with my issues, like sometimes mm-hmm. um and then again i'm a, I'm a very independent person i don't mm-hmm. like depending on other people and that was like the hardest thing in our relationship was having to depend on him more yeah you know like i don't know this is gonna sound really bad but you know like guys sometimes need to feel like guys they need to feel like they're protecting yeah their, being a man being a man being able to protect somebody and yeah. like I pretty much I'm gonna say it out loud I wear the pants like yeah. let's be real I wear I wear the pants Linda will fix a flat tire for Seth. She's the muscle, you're the brain. Nah, she's the muscle. She's the everything. Yeah, she's yeah everything. I'm everything. He's just there, just to be there. Oh, sorry, and so, Seth. You know what? I don't even care. She like he knows it. So it's it's because like my mom, you know, like watching her growing up, like she was so independent. Yeah. You know, even though she deals with like issues with my dad like mm-hmm. she always like stood up for herself whenever need be yeah she always did everything for herself she never asked anybody for help mm-hmm. you know and so i'm like i'm gonna be like that and yeah. then that's where a lot of my stubbornness and my like mm-hmm. independency comes from is that right. i don't need you to fix my problems yeah. i can fix my own problems yeah which is a good thing to have yeah, but it's then it's also pros and cons. Yeah, it, there's like, a lot of pros. Your yeah. like, it does because sometimes like he's like I can do this and you're like no I can do this better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I gotta learn to take a step back and let him uh-huh. grow as a person too. Yeah. You know, like I'm already I feel like mm-hmm. you know my friends always joke about like buying me birthday cakes with like seventy year old candles. Yeah, you know, like, and and we call her Mama Ding as well. Yeah, I'm very motherly in a, in a sense. <laughs> you should. You're the mama beer. I yeah. I am, like it's just because like I I know where I want to be and I know and like these little kids yeah. over here are still discovering sure yourself. Yeah, right. I'm very sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, who's older? Christine's older, right? No, no I'm the oldest. Yeah. Oh, you're the oldest. Linda's older. Yeah, she's the oldest. Herman, sorry, <laughs> Herman's the Herman's oldest. Old. Yeah, Herman's real freaking old. old. Um, yeah. but like you know, like it's good that you grew from it because like there are people, and there's like lots of like studies about how like people turn into like when they grow up from abusive relationship they turn into like similar to and you know that's the thing is that like you have to have that support system since you were young for you to be able to turn your life around there's a lot of people you know out in the world right now that are going through similar issues even worse issues and they don't have that support system Mm -hmm. and so end up that's all they know you know that's all they they're gonna grow up and they're like i'm just gonna be like that that's all i know i can't be better than that Yeah. yeah And so, luckily for me, I had a supportive mom and, like, 
you know, my sister, who's like my second mom, she's crazy. <laughs> she She's like, you're going to be a doctor and all that, you know? Yeah. And like, because they're so much older than me, they were my support system. They're like, no, you're not going to be like that. You're going to be different from us. You're going to have a better life than yeah. we have. And so me as a very responsible person, I do my best to uh-huh. like a- achieve those goals. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still my life. I can't do everything i can't be a doctor yeah. honestly like <laughs> you went to school or become a doctor i did i did i went to school that asian that asian yep. motif i'm telling you yep. like they're telling you this is your life but then like i try to reach out and i'm like that's just not me i can't and it's just how your childhood that shapes you how you are today and like there's a few lucky people like me who have a support system mm-hmm. to like get them on the right track because i know that if I didn't have my support system that I did, I would be in a lot worse position than I am right now. Or a different person. So let's pretend that you didn't have your support system, and, like, how do you think you would be able to get through all of this, knowing that, like, you, yes, you did have a support system and whatnot. But, like, but if I didn't, yeah, okay. but if you didn't. Let's, let's like, backtrack. Yeah, let's backtrack and when see how. When I was happened. younger, so my dad wasn't abusive just towards my mom. He was abusive towards us, too. Mm-hmm. I experienced, you know... Mm-hmm. Like, physical abuse, like, firsthand, multiple times, you know? And if I didn't have anyone there after that happens and talk me through it, then I'm going to think that, you know, I'm the bad person, that I caused all this to happen. Because sometimes I feel like that's what my dad... Okay, this is going to be messed up, but Mm -hmm. whenever my dad would be on his, like, rage or anger, Mm -hmm. he's he's always like, this is your fault. This is your fault. You didn't change my life. Yeah, pointing fingers at someone. Because, like, that's, again, like, he said that if I was born... And, like, he would change, but mm-hmm. he didn't change. And mm-hmm. so, like, he always was like, this is your fault, you know, because of you, I'm still the way I am. Did he say it to the other siblings or just No, you know what? My sister was his favorite. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Because, like, he had them when he was in a better place. Oh, okay. And he had me, you know, when oh, whatever. he was, was at dark. his lowest. Okay. And he thought that I would bring it around mm-hmm. for some weird reason. Yeah. And it's never your fault if you if someone else feels like this. Yeah. It's never your fault. It's their fault. You know, you're too young to even know, like, what is right and what is wrong. It's not yeah, your yeah, fault. Yeah. yeah. And so he kept pointing fingers like that. And then, like, part of me feels like, dang, this is my fault. Yeah. You know, if I wasn't born, you know, then maybe my mom and my sibling would be in a happier mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, my mom doesn't have an extra mouth to feed. Oh, my God. That's, like, yeah. the first thing I think of is mm-hmm. that, like, I'm a burden on her. You yeah. Know? Like, I, I've one. always feel like that. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> He's going to burp again, y'all. Oh, my gosh, I heard that. Yeah. I'm and that must be really I'm just going to put that really loud. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, it, it's hard as a child because, like, your your thought process isn't like a young child anymore. You're yeah. not where, like, oh, I want my mom and dad's love. It's like, oh, I'm a burden to them. Yeah, I'm you take never... everything they say literal and to the yeah, heart. Because... It, I do. And so that was tough on me. And then... um. But, you know, luckily, I did have my mom and my siblings, like, it's not your fault. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. He's just crazy. Yeah. And whatnot. But if someone didn't, that's how they're going to feel. That's how they're going to feel for the rest of their life, that anything that is negative in their life is their fault. Mm -hmm. And, like, granted, you know, some things is our mistakes, but some things is out of our control. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you can't distinguish the difference if you don't have a support system. Mm -hmm. And, like, um... I mean... Maybe personal, but have you ever had like suicidal tendencies? Mm, there was once when I was very young. Mm-hmm. It was after an incident with my father. He came. Okay, I'm just gonna keep real personal. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna keep juicy. I right. leave your comfort zone. Yeah, no, I'm 
Yeah. I'm comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, he came home one day and, like, he had, you know, ab- abused my mom mm-hmm. in a gross way. And, okay. and, a, and, like, physically abusive way, too. Mm-hmm. When I say gross way, it's basically, like, sexual assault. Okay, yeah, that's what it is. And, like, uh, that's something that I, I've witnessed, like, mm-hmm. multiple, sorry, multiple uh-huh. times in my life. And yeah. so, this was one time, and then, like, um, he, like, and then I, this is, I'm older now, I'm probably, like, seven, mm-hmm. eight, nine, somewhere there. You know, memory is a blur. Yeah. But, and so um, I try to push him away and whatnot, and he'll pick me up, like, by the throat, and he'll throw me across the room, and I'll hit the front. I remember hitting the front door and falling. And then in that moment, I was all like, I can't do anything to protect my mom. I can't do anything at mm-hmm. all. You know, like, I'm a useless person. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be here. And, like, like from, like, I think that day on, there was, like, a strong while where I was mm-hmm. all like, maybe I don't deserve to be here. Maybe if I go away, everything will be better. How old were you? Seven, seven eight, nine. Okay. <laughs> Close it. to the okay. double digit. Oh, that's still, like, mm-hmm. old. That's very old still. And so, oh, like... still very young kid, kind of like... Yeah. Yeah, and so there was, thought. like, you know, and then it, it was a good while when I was thinking about ways how, like, I could, you know, end myself, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm like, I could do this, I can yeah. do this, and yeah. then I'm like, I could do this, but for some weird reason, in that, like, same time in school, we're talking about, like, suicide, uh-huh. <laughs> and so then they're like, you, if that thought ever crosses your mind, don't, don't go there, mm-hmm. you know, like, it just happened to be at the very right time, yeah. you know, and like, how is it gonna affect your mom, and like, you know, my mom was like, the, the love of my life, mm-hmm. then, you know, uh-huh. And so I was like, dang, that's going to hit her hard. I can't do that. Because I, I honestly was thinking of ways yeah. of, like, I'm yeah. like, okay, if I do this, it'll be clean. If mm-hmm. I do this, you know, yeah. like, will they find me, you mm-hmm. know, and whatnot. And so and that's what a lot of people don't, like, a lot of people don't think about, like, how it affects other people. They're yeah, like, oh, I'll be gone. Know, like, it's just, it's kind of, like, you It's know, over for you. It's like, over for you, but it's not for yeah. the people around you who love you. And so, like, that that was my thought process. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a little journal. Yeah. No, 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 not help me. I wrote down like oh, all of this. You like, still have it? Like a hundred ways to die, basically. Oh wow. I don't yeah. have it anymore. Um, I got rid of that really fast yeah. because That's I was scared that my mom was gonna find oh, okay. it. Because again, like we were having like suicide talk at school. Yeah. And I'm kind of happy that my school did do that at a younger mm-hmm. age. I don't even know if I have that. <laughs> Go leader. <laughs> but um, yeah. But so like it 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 just it was in the right, you know. Like, God works yeah. in mysterious ways. Uh-huh. Like, uh, it Is just came right at timing? the right. Yeah, it was the right timing. Yeah. And then, like, I started like hearing it from an outside perspective. I'm like, oh, okay, no, mm-hmm. I shouldn't, I shouldn't. But then, but the thought still crosses my mind every once in a yeah. while. But again, like, if you have a support system, like, don't you know and push them out. Don't have a support system. You should definitely seek. Yeah, there's advice definitely or advice from, from people. like. Like people all over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if just therapists, but you know, like yeah. people are afraid to reach out. Reach out, but like these people are like not in the picture. Because they're not. They're out. They're someone from outside and can help you understand things differently. Because you, what you take from your family members, mm-hmm. you won't take too serious. Or like mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if you hear it from somebody else, yeah. Sometimes and you, you actually. The nice thing about, about like today's society mm-hmm. is that like people are viewing 
suicidal thoughts more seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you reach out, no one's going to think that you're crazy. Or, like, I know for me, I felt like I never really wanted to talk about my problems with other people because yeah. I didn't think of it as a big issue. Yes. I don't want them to put down my problems. Like, oh, you're thinking about suicide just because of that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. there's people dying in Africa, Linda, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, just stuff like that where you feel like <sighs> your your issues isn't, your issues isn't large enough for it to be a problem. Yeah. And so you internalize it yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that that was a big thing. Um, and then another thing that, like, so when I was younger, maybe, like, elementary, middle school, mm-hmm. uh, my sister had this one friend who uh, would come over and, like, um, she would force me to, like, smoke mm-hmm. and, like, do, like, like, certain drugs with her. And my sister doesn't know about this. I guess she knows about this now. But, you know. <laughs> but or she knew, I think she kind of knew about it, and then she stopped being friends with that person, like, automatically altogether. And nice. so I was exposed to it. It's mm-hmm. not like I haven't done drugs or anything mm-hmm. ever in my life. I yeah. have. I'm going to admit it. Mm-hmm. I have. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't something that I did out of my free will. It yeah. was something that was forced on me at the same mm-hmm. time. So that's another thing why I... I want to be vanilla is that like if I'm going to do something I'm going to do it out of my own will yeah I don't want to be forced into it mm-hmm. and so it was such a negative experience and I felt like if I didn't have my sister there with me if I didn't have anybody I would mm-hmm. keep doing it you know mm-hmm. like yeah. for example smoking honestly I was addicted to it for a little bit cigarettes yes cigarettes yeah, okay. <laughs> um pot like once or twice, uh-huh. but that was when I was young. That again yeah. was forced on me. Was something that I probably will never do uh-huh. again. Yeah, wank. I'm kidding. Addictive behaviors and negative. And yeah. so like, um, so like stuff like that, where like I, you know, experience things like that, and uh-huh. I'm just like, dang. If I didn't have anybody with me right now, I would continue down that road for these sure. Things are just like stress relievers that they're taking. Yeah, because yeah. then like that person who like introduced it to me was all like yeah it's gonna make you feel better you're gonna feel good about yourself mm-hmm. and like whatnot yeah. and then you're like dang i'm gonna feel good about myself yeah and then like honestly in the moment you do feel good yeah it's very short term it, it is a short and that's where addiction comes from is mm-hmm. that like you want that short-term high to stay again long-term the f- high. first time that you have it is the best high you'll ever have especially with the first time drinking too is like the best experience maybe worse who yeah. knows is you're gonna have and then you keep doing it to achieve that experience again and you'll never get to that point you know and that's where addiction starts is that you're trying to get that high that same exact high again and you never will yeah. and it will never solve any of your problems and it'll, yeah, it'll spiraling okay, Mr. I Tequila man. <laughs> I do it for fun not to solve my problems what? which yeah. is what I said so there's things like that where like Reach out to anybody, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, just reach out. Yeah. yeah, and I know it's easier said than done, but it's like, it's not, like it's crazy because I like I remember like reading this article about how like this person who had suicidal thoughts and was going to end themselves or end their life that day, but like someone opened the door for them and smiled at them, and this that little impact changed their mind of mm-hmm. doing it. It's just crazy. Like you don't. Yep. We're all like tip of the icebergs. Everybody have. Yeah. Like, their own struggles, and you just don't know unless you talk to them. But yeah. So, like, <sighs> I mean, like, honestly, like, even the littlest things you do day-to-day affect people, you know? 
Yeah, opening like, the door for them, saying some thank people, you. Uh, some people are so selfish sometimes. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I can say that I'm guilty for it. Like, I mean, I think we're all... Like, and so, what? Guilty being of selfish. Being selfish and doing things, like... Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, intentional. Yeah. yeah. And so, like... Yeah, but some people don't realize it's not intentional. And you can't help it. Don't blame yeah. yourself that, you know, when some people do that or you do that. Like, it's not... It happens. Yeah. yeah. But, like, one thing is that, like, try to keep an open mind. You know, like, sometimes people are having just a bad day. Yeah, some people lash like, out. Yeah. Know? I, as a former EMT, <laughs> I deal with a lot of stuff like that, you know. Uh-huh. And, like, you can't let it get... It got to me. Honestly, sometimes it really did get to me. Uh-huh. But you can't let, like, stuff like that affect you and yeah. whatnot. You, like, you just got to keep an open mind about things. Like, mm. if everyone can love everyone, then that would be, like, a beautiful world, right? Yeah. But yeah. the true reality is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Humans like are selfish, greedy, whatever that capitalism, society. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But spread love. <laughs> so, love, not hate. Now, but you said, so your dad came back in the picture now, and you guys are yeah. in a better spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. After I was, like, 15, like, things started dying down a little bit. Um, He stopped coming to bother us, but we did move houses at this point. I don't think he knew where we lived. Like, my brother made sure, even though we just moved down the street, which was really funny, but uh, he did. He just didn't know where we lived, and so that's when, like, peace and quiet happened, and then, like, I started having a more normalized um, teenage years, adolescent years. Uh-huh. So, like, from, like, half of, starting from high school onwards, mm-hmm. it was pretty normalized. Um, so I got to, like, experience a more normal lifestyle. That was something that my siblings never have had, and I, f- I do feel bad. Yeah. But I'm glad that I did. But I'm sure they would want you to have Yeah, they definitely yeah. want, that's, that's, that was the whole point. They wanted yeah. me to have a more normalized thing. And so, um, things got normal, and then a couple years down the road, my dad, uh, was, was still living with my grandfather at the moment. Mm-hmm. My grandmother had already passed when mm-hmm. I was younger. Um, and, um, he, um, he experienced a heart attack Mm -hmm. from, you know, years of abuse and like just not keeping up with his body and whatnot. Uh If you meet, if you meet him, he's a really scrawny man. Mm -hmm. Like I look exactly like my dad, which (laughs) that's something that I've always hated. Uh That I was always told that I looked exactly Mm -hmm. like my father and I don't think I ever seen your dad before. I'll I'll show you a picture later. Yeah, don't compare me. But, no, no, I look like my dad. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, his image, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, that was something that I always hated. But, mm-hmm. anyways, um, he experienced a heart attack. And, um, again, my mom's, like, forgiving, loving nature has mm-hmm. kind of passed on to her kids. And so, my brother went to go visit him. And, real- and then my dad kind of realized that, like, he kind of wasted most of his life away. Like, all of his children are grown now. He missed out, like... The good part of the childhood, you know, like he had a good childhood himself. He he was from a rich family, you know, yeah. like he had both mom and dads, and mm-hmm. then it just kind of hit him that he never provided. Few, yeah, yeah, he never All provided the same thing for his children, yeah. and like now it's a little too late for him, right? Mm-hmm. So, so was the heart attack like the turning point for him? It was the turning point for him yeah. for some reason. Um, I was still a little bitter. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I didn't want to break it. Just come mm-hmm. back like that. Yeah. 
And so, but my my brother and my sister was like, we forgive you. Yeah. And I was just like, what? <laughs> what you mean you forgive? <laughs> so your mom hasn't forgiven? No, my mom has forgiven yeah. him. My mom was all like, yeah. yeah, my mom was all like, dude, he's old now. Like, what is he going to do? Like, yeah. punch you? It's not even going to hurt. You know, yeah. like, he's so weak. And so, they're so funny now. Mm-hmm. They're so really he's funny. apologized. So he... Trying to clean himself up. Thing about Asian people is they never apologize. They yeah, just they just like sweep it under the rug. Yeah, it's more of like, I know you're sorry, but I'm not gonna. S- no, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I know I am sorry, but I'm not gonna say it. So I'm just gonna. There's too much stand pride here. There's yeah, but like what he doesn't say in words, he shows in actions. Yeah, and so that was that was something that was quite nice. Actions. And so yeah, and so um, you know, my brother was all like, "Well, you can't be living with grandfather anymore. He's." He's, you know, grandfather's old. He's not going to be taking care of you. You're sick, too. And so, like, my dad ended up moving in with my my brother. And mm-hmm. then that's when, like, the relationship started normalizing a little bit more. And it took me a little while to warm up to it. Because yeah. then my mom was like, all right, you need to address your dad. Huh. And then so we were sitting in the car. I was, like, six, 16, 17. I was driving yeah, somewhere. And I remember my, this. And so my, my, my mom and I were in the front seat. My dad was in the back seat. And I was driving. And the mom was like, all right, we're going to talk about this. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, talk about what? And then she was like, you need to talk to your dad. And I was like, why do I need to talk to my dad? Yeah. And then, you know, he's just sitting awkwardly in the back seat. Uh-huh. And then she was like, you just need to tell You just need to get whatever you need to get off your chest. And he's going to take it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And I was so like, be resenting him for it. Yeah, yeah, that's basically what she said. And so I was like, all right. And like. And so this was all in Vietnamese. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so uh, I I just basically just laid it out. I was like, you were never in the picture. Yeah. You were never the father that I wanted. Mm-hmm. You know. But yet you were the father that I ended up having. Yeah. You know, you were never there for me. I had to grow up by myself, figure out life by myself, learn how to ride a bike by myself. Ooh, why am I rhyming right now? <laughs> Get it. Anyways, Spit but. And so I laid it out, and he, he sat there, and he listened to it, yeah. which is yeah. not normal, because I'm, like, literally bashing this, like, man. In, like, in the Asian culture, you know, you respect your elders. Yeah, you don't talk to your oh, elders like that. Yeah. And so, but he, I thought that he was going to turn around and just, like, yell, yell at me. And just like, you little girl, you don't know what you're talking about. You know? I am your dad. You're supposed to respect me. Yeah, respect my authorities. Or... Yeah. He knew. But, but he sat there quiet, mm-hmm. and he listened. And then, um he started crying and then he was like i know i know i know and then i was like wow just just witnessing him crying was just like oh crap i can't say anything anymore <laughs> i feel so bad yeah. you know like like i just made a groan like you know you had to. i had to yeah. i had to lay it out like that that was my built mm-hmm. up feelings about it yeah and just sat there crying and then i was like okay fine <laughs> You know, and so, like, we're cool now. Like, he, for what he lacked in my childhood, he's making it up in his grandchildren's childhood. He's such a loving grandfather. You know, he takes care of them. Like, he, like, cleans up their dirty diapers. And, like, he does, like, every little thing. Like, yeah. you know, and you can kind of see. And, like, part of me is jealous, but part of me is really happy that, yeah. you know, like, he's capable of doing something like that. Because all my life, I thought he was never capable yeah. of loving you know, his family and, like, showing love in that way. Mm-hmm. But then, like, my mom was like, this is what he used to be. This is who he was before. Uh-huh. And then um, I was just like, oh. And, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, you didn't go to the past, but, you know, 
Yeah. It looks creepy. Yeah. So, like, that's that's a lucky experience that I've got to uh-huh. feel, you know, like, I'm continuing to healing, and, like, I hope that he sticks around for, like, yeah. a while, you know, yeah. so, like, so that his grandchildren can understand, like, I never, I've never shared with my nephews, or, yeah, I only have nephews right now, um, that his past, because I don't want him them to see him yeah. in the picture of him, but I know there have been some people, I'm not going to name names, uh-huh. you know who you are, um, <laughs> That have talked to them about it, uh-huh. but then, like, at the same time, I'm like, no, you know, like, mm-hmm. what do you think of Grandfather? And he's like, Grandfather's a good guy. And mm-hmm. I was like, all right, that's yeah. all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah. Just because, like, you know, peop- a lot of people just put the hold on to the past. It's like, oh, I'm God. a lot different than who I am now. People hold on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People like, change. And people just can't accept that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. So, like, honestly, like, I was so resentful of my father for a long time, but then now that I'm, like, older, you know, it's like, oh, um, I see that it was just something that you were going through in your life. I never considered what happened in his life. I just considered what has happened to me. Yeah. So, like, always try to take that person's point of view mm-hmm. and whatnot. Be understanding, but don't, like, let them walk all over you. That's yeah. my big thing. Is that, yeah. like... Honestly, till this day, if I was in my mom's position, I would never let a man walk all over mm-hmm. me. You know, like. But that's because you experienced it. You've gone through it. And yeah, you feel yeah. it. It's hard for someone also who's never had to it. to be yeah. experiencing that. It's harder. So, like, one thing that like I guess like has traumatized me is mm-hmm. that my dad used to pull me by the hair, oh. like drag me across the room yeah. by my hair. And so sometimes I feel like play. play playfully pull my hair i get so pissed yeah even like friends once like i think we were all just like messing with her and then someone pulled linda's hair he's like yeah don't touch me <laughs> and, I was like, and we're like oh yeah yeah i don't like it. like okay, there's some things i won't uh, touch there's some things hair. that like i don't like yeah. because like it just doesn't affect me it that way triggers it, it, it triggers yeah. it triggers yeah. something i get real pissed i'm like yeah. i'm like ready to like and post it, up and if it's yeah. like even if it's like a small tug it's like whoa hey don't touch me like that okay. but yeah so well, like I'm happy that you, your dad is now in a better place, and mm-hmm. he's in the picture, and he's mm-hmm. there for his grandkids. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, also like you've become this strong, independent person, and you've turned that negative into something positive. That was all thanks to my mama. Yeah, and now Shut she's up. a vanilla with sprinkles on top and a cherry on top. Something like that. Not really. <laughs> I still oh, consider but... soft myself vanilla. A soft serve vanilla cone. Mm, that sounds so good. Mm. Fucking ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> we should have ice cream for you next time. Put it in your writer. We can go to Bay Houston. Oh, we can go to ice cream. What is that? What's Bay Houston? Off uh, the record. Off the record. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it later. <laughs> oh, um, we're closing right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank oh, you but, for yeah. Oh wait, but first I wanted to like ask Linda for like an overall like tip yeah, you would yeah. give to our listeners about stuff. You know, like okay. you got so, it. So I'm not coming from. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this in two parts. Okay. So first part is coming from a child of some, you know, of a domestic abuse relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's hard to walk away from things. Mm-hmm. And I know it's hard to, like, be the bigger person. Yeah. But, you know, when you bring a child into the world, you need to consider their existence, too. Like, how it affects them as a you know, a person, like, till today, like, things like being pulled by the hair, things like, um, um, like, what? Choking? Oh, sorry. Oh, I don't like being choked. 
like not even the kinky way like i don't like that don't touch me yeah like, <laughs> and like you know like just like things like that like affects a child or like mm-hmm. there's some like places i can't go to like like somerville lake i cannot go there like mm-hmm. it it like it makes me very anxious and you know like just coming from the child's point of view like it's so hard to put your children first when you are in a, a situation like that because yes it's someone you love and yes it's something that happens but mm-hmm. you know sometimes you need to be the bigger person not bigger person but i don't know how to put it it's so weird like just just walk away give your child the normal life they deserve mm-hmm. this is coming from a child's point of view yeah. like how many times have i like wanted my yeah. mom just to like cut him out of the picture completely don't you know yeah don't like, give you, in to his incentives you, i guess if you say like if you truly love love them then the best sometimes if the best thing to do is to leave and walk away then do it mm-hmm. do it yeah yeah, yeah. and you, i can i know certain situations from my family members that it's hard that and then apply. coming i've ex- not experienced but i've seen women when i was working in ems um that are in a domestic abuse relationship and i see them often and they're always like, I can't walk away, or they'll be like, I'm gonna walk away this time and end up coming back. You know, again, these are the women that have never felt what a healthy, happy relationship is. They've always only been in something that's very toxic. You know, if you're in a situation like that, just know that you're not alone. You know, like that he's not the only man for you. There is like a thousand million billion gajillion fish in the sea. Yeah, and he's not versa. the only one. You know, like but she knows because she was on a boat for a month. Yeah, I was on a boat for a month. And she I caught a lot of fish. Your boat. Your boat. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, those Sorry. Are, that's some, I got some funny stories of that. That can be like saved for later. That's for the, our Patreon or the paid subscription. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Patreon. Right, thanks I for those know. words of advice. But wait, wait, wait. There's oh, more. There's right. more. Okay. And so, like, just um, know that you're not alone and that if you feel like there's no one that you can reach, there's always someone that you can reach. There are women help centers. There are, you know, hotlines and, like, just even a random a person on the street. If you walk up to me and be like, I'm in a bad place right now. I feel like I'm in a abusive relationship. I'm like, come come i will help you i will do everything in my power to make you feel protected you know like that's what a healthy relationship is is that you know that you are safe and that you know just because in private he's good to you or in public he's good to you doesn't mean that you know that that's a healthy relationship he has to be for you all around you know like respect your space respect you as a woman you know not overbear on you and be like, you can't do this, you can't do that. That's the one thing that I don't allow Seth to tell me is that, like, I can't do things. Mm-hmm. Is that because I can't? That is my space, that is my problems, you know? Yeah. I love you, but, like, you have to respect me. Mm-hmm. But and not so, only have a healthy relationship with others, but also have a healthy relationship yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Yes, love yourself. Yeah. You are beautiful. Thank on you, Justin Bieber. Um, but, yeah. Okay, but, we'll, we will drop the resources and the hotlines yes, in please. our descriptions. Yes. For anybody drop. who is going through something similar and would like to seek help. And, like, I hope my stories kind of help. Um, it's kind of, it was really all over the place, but, like, yeah, you know, it's like, like, how do you, that's it's not how like I you, am you all can't put that story together yeah. in, like, a beautiful, yeah. I mean, you probably can, but, like, no, well, we yeah. like it. It's natural yeah. and it's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, thank you for coming mm-hmm. on the podcast and sharing your story with us. Yes. No problem. Thank you.
Anything else you would like to say, Christine? Um, I would like to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to us so far. Thank you, Linda, for coming on this podcast. Thank you, Jovi, for being an excellent co-host. Thank you, Christine, for being here. <laughs> thank you yourself. Yeah. All right. You gotta guys. love yourself, son. Thank you. Love Nico. yourself and um, carry on and move on. Y'all, the show is over. So why are you guys still here listening to us? But, but since you're here, let's do a shameless plug. Ooh. Tell them where to follow us, Jovi. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> so follow us at Xtine and Jovi. That's X-T-I-N-E-A-N-D-J-O-V-I Ooh. on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. or Facebook, whichever one. And just let us know what you guys' thoughts are about the show. That way we can continue to improve. And give you guys better content. Yes. Thank you for staying with us this long and listening to us. Yes. All right. Peace. Peace.